Hello, welcome back to the Sam Antics podcast. The rip headphone users. He's Matt. I'm Sam. <laughs> He's injured and I'm ill. And that's just the way it is. Yeah, we're doing really well this week. So come around, aren't we? Yeah, very, very well this week. Crikey. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. We are back with episode number 28. 28. Thank you. As always, for your support, we would not be on episode 28 without you guys. No. Love us or hate us, we are just your Marmite podcast. But we thank you for listening. Uh, so, Cobra. Yes. <laughs> How have you been this week? As I mentioned, I am ill. Um, I've been off work a week, just completely burnt out and... Yeah, it's just not been fun. Um, haven't left the flat all week either, so getting a bit stir crazy in here. Um, but yeah, other than that, pretty uneventful. Uh, yeah, Matt, I, how have you been this week? I am injured. You are injured. Yes, I don't know what caused it. Um, however, I believe I have got, and I obviously am not a doctor. Um, is this going to be from WebMD? I, no, it's actually from Foot Health Facts. <laughs> Foot Health. Healthy feet for an active life. Ooh. The official consumer website of American College of Foot and Ankle Surgeon. So it's an American website. Sounds like a whole bunch of guys with a foot fetish, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I believe I have plantar fascicitis yes basically heel pain is it's not like just that sensation. though is it no it basically means that Matt Dyer is not able to walk and for those of you that know Matt Dyer I don't know why I'm talking to myself in a third person uh, I enjoy my walking and forward to my walks to work in the morning and obviously the walk home and it's actually been taking me double if not triple the time to get home um less than ideal that's not ideal is it let's be honest uh when i just want to get home and play grand grand chess my seven like that's what i want to do i don't want to be walking home for three hours on a 20 minute journey um but yeah that anyway that's that's what's wrong with matt dyer other than that i am okay ish just peachy mm. so cool, i do have a quick uh Quick question for you. Oh, okay. Go on. Uh, so I was speaking to a member of our warehouse team um, at the Polar Powers HQ today. Yep. Um, and uh, this is of the very important question that I'd like you to answer. Okay, go. If you have gravy left on your plate, do you A, oh, God. discard it, B, slurp it, or C, mop it up? with a bit of bread there is one answer here and one answer only well actually no, there's two the first is don't leave gravy the second is if you have gravy you mop it up with a mop it up with some bread you do not throw that goodness away i understand completely my my granddad bless him gold rest his soul, gold rest uh, his soul. he used to he always used to get the bread out. He used to get a, a tablespoon and spoon that gravy onto the bread if he had to. Um, 
if there was lots of it. Uh, yeah, I you know what's good agree. for it though. It's a a good one. Is a, um, you know, you can get those baps. You know, it's like the rolls which are really really soft. Get them in there, mop them up. Oh yes. Nah, you got. It's got to be typical council estate white bread. Oh, the thick James cut May white bread. Yep. Yeah. Um, that you just got to use because that soaks. Mm. You know, as they always used to say, in, in Ross used to say in Friends, it's, it's the proper moist maker. The gravy seeks into <sighs> the bread. Um, I don't think so, that was a good enough reason to use the word moist, if I'm honest. Moist? Oh, mate. There's always a good reason to use the word moist. It describes cake so well. How's that cake? It's really moist. You don't say, how's that cake? Or it's really damp. It's wet. You know? Okay. Am I wrong or am I wrong? You are correct. You are correct. And this is part two of our mindfulness series. So, of course, we've got our second special guest on. Special guest, please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name's Abs. I'm 29. Uh, grew up from Peckham, South London, like people don't know. Currently, um, I'm working in recycling, um, waste management. Um, so, actually, we could, we could use you to throw people in the bin. That, that's, that feels... <laughs> I don't know what we can recycle them as the <laughs> actual people of society. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> oh, man, I don't think that's within my power, man. <laughs> do you know what? We've, we haven't tried to be fair, so it's one of those ones. Bring up your bosses. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> do you know? What? I'm gonna do it. I'll do it. I'll let you know how it goes, though. I don't know, like, <laughs> but yeah, man. And um, what what is that one? one fun fact about um i don't know i mean it's not fun for me but it's fun for like when i interact with new people whatever so i have a finger called reggie (laughs) (laughs) Reggie. there is a story behind reggie there's a story behind but yeah i got a finger called reggie reggie is an interesting finger yeah man you've been for a lot man Right, we're not going to go into that story though, because yeah, no, nah, no, nah, we're not because that, that is trauma. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Do you know what? I've said it so many times now, where it's like I've kind of like it's just like eh, it happens, you know. Meanwhile, everyone else is like literally looking at you with their jaw just dropped. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like I lost the picture because I had it on my old phone. Like I haven't really tried to find it, but I had the picture, and it's like. They they hear the story, then they're like, jaw dropped, and then they see the picture, and it's like, just mad. They're just yeah, it's I don't know, like no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. So we've got Abs and Reggie on today. Excellent. So, <laughs> <laughs> moving on with the rest of the podcast, what we're going to have on this podcast, we're going to be jumping in with Nagaman reviews. Then we'll be going in with the main reason while you're here to be honest um jumping in with your story and then after that we'll finish off with a special special story time with sam story. <laughs> nice nice sounds good
And now we're going to pass over to the angriest person I know. Matt Dyer, please take it away. Well, today we have three Angry Man reviews. Three? You're um, blessing us with three Angry Man reviews. Well, this is the problem. Is is Two of them are not so, you know, angry, more mild inconvenience. Um, one of them is just something that really annoys me. Yeah. But let's go with the first one. Okay. Uh, special guest Glenn. All right. Okay. Now, so, hold on. Hold on to your hat. We don't, here. Can we just can we just clarify it? We don't. I am not angry. with just special guest Glenn, but I am angry at his choice. Now, Sam, you're aware of this. I'm also very uh, angry about this. We, you are. <laughs> you are very angry about this. So, I was. Uh, I was messaging the, the group chat um, the other day to say that Domino's was starting to do the Twisted Doughballs again. Thank God. And I was very excited about this. So I'm a big fan of uh, of this. And so, Robert, you're, you're also a fan of... I love um, it. The Twisted Doughballs yeah. are the best thing, like the best side on the menu, hands down. Indeed. Now... I'm just trying to find it on the group chat so I can read word for word what special Glenn, special Glenn, <laughs> special well, guest Glenn. After this, people are going to think it's a bit special because Jesus. Wow, definitely. Bear in mind yeah. this this chat this uh, this is an argument. Like, there's no denying it. This was like occasionally on our group chat we get into like a serious argument. Capital letters have been thrown everywhere. Exclamation marks. Oh, like being used today you mean don't know because that will end up with the podcast being cancelled because we actually did fully have to say right we have to the three of us each were like we have to walk away from this because <laughs> this is getting a little bit heated and it Just was over soup made stupid comment um anyway i will read i put oh my god the best news ever twisted dough balls are back at domino's then glenn pipes up oh god and i quote know. here I don't get Domino's. Way too greasy and disgusting. Much rather a pizza from Tesco's or Morrison's or Pizza Plus, which is our local... Um, how would you explain it, Sagora? It's, it's, it's like a local takeaway. It's like a pizza, dedicated pizza takeaway. So it's like a step up from like trashy ones. But the main, the main problem with this is that I think me and Matt share is... If you're going to get a takeaway pizza, Domino's is the least greasy of all of the options. Well, I didn't quite finish what I was saying. This, this is the key bit here Go on. that made me over the, over the, what's it, like, angry. He puts, and I quote, fuck the twisted doughballs. Get in the bin. Special guest Glenn, if you're listening, love you to bits, but how dare you? Get in. How dare you? In. No, outrageous. What's your thoughts on this? I'm not going to lie. Like, the lack of disrespect for Domino's at first just threw me off. I'm not going to lie. But I can, do you right. know, I can, I can kind of get if you don't like Domino's, but then he replaced it with Tesco pizza. Like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, does he not like pizza? Like I, I don't know. It's it's kind of mad for me. I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of wild. 
We broke that down further, didn't we, Matt? I mean, we went on a tangent for for quite a while, and I won't bore the listeners with it now. Um, I mean, I think it was like a two-hour argument, so yeah, (laughs) that's fair. Some of the highlights of what I uh, can see on the group chat here is uh, me putting in capital letters, I love Greece, (laughs) Um, Sam then putting a gif of uh, Grease Lightning. Um, then Sam saying Papa John's is okay-ish and then Glenn putting Papa John's is great and I put, I just what everyone thinks, Papa John's is shit (laughs) it's not even in the same tier as Domino's and Pizza Hut let's just clarify that Um, so yeah (laughs) that's that's the uh, that's the end of this week to uh, to special guest Glenn. Uh, the the second one uh, occurred only earlier today, mere hours at ago. around lunchtime. Hmm. Um, so after the many conversations we've had on this podcast about um, me, me, Sam, and his weird eating habits, he decided it was acceptable to send me a picture of him cooking. His black pudding sandwiches. Oh, yeah. I'm ill, and it was like a comfort thing. I was like, I'm going to do it. I think this is what actually kick-started the whole soup argument. We're not go- we, honestly, and when I say that me and Matt argue, like, we, we have disagreements, but we just leave it. This soup debate will not be left, and it's going to become soup gate of 2022. We don't talk about it, because it's going to end. Just cancel. To the point, we were... We were- both typing in capital letters um i quote here no it's literally the fucking name chunky soup (laughs) and i pointed out that no 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 no. we're not having this right no 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 no, we're not gonna do this um but there is one thing i just want to clarify if, if if i can if that's okay um well i mean you can try so in in this angry man reviews um three of you so you have three Angry Man reviews, two of which are about um, two of your best friends in the top 50, uh, one of which is in the top two, and it's not, and it's not me. Um, so just to clarify, that, that is the case, yeah? Why are you crying about it? <laughs> What's your problem here? When you, when you speak, people listen, and um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Anyway, third and final actual Angry Man reviews for this week. So, great news for me. Formula One is back. I'm very happy about it. Um, however, already the Formula One social com- social media community have really pissed me off. It's not taking long, Christ. Doesn't take long. No. So, so Gobby, you might be aware of this actually let me see if i can find this we're going to do a a live there we go we're going to do a live thing here right i have just pasted a photo can you see it no i'm still looking at a fish doing the (laughs) are you looking in the right 
Are you looking yeah. in the actual Salmon Antics podcast or the Salmon Antics podcast guest? Podcast guest? Do you, have you posted it in the wrong one? No, I posted it in the one we're in now. Mm. Nah. It's still not here, man. This is grave news. Let me try You've again. not pasted it in like a different chat completely, have you? So, come on, I'm not stupid. <laughs> come on, like give me some credit. I know I'm tired and a bit stressed out, but yes. Um... Right, let's try again. I'll try. Oh, here we go. It's coming through now. Ah, okay, go. so I've just sent through a photo. Uh, now, obviously, listeners, you're not going to see this photo. But, um, so, Cobra, could you take a look at this photo and mm -hmm. see if you can find what's wrong with that photo? Um, it's, it's, so it's a photo of... Um, they're not even all racers, are they? They're not all it's, they're it's, drivers. It's, it's a photo of... The 2022 Formula One drivers standing a bunch in of small front people. of a no war sign, and they're all wearing t-shirts and stuff. But is it every yeah. Formula One driver? So cool? it isn't at all. No, who's missing? No, for one, Lewis. Yes, I can see Lando. What a beautiful bastard he is. Yeah, he's... I can't see Lewis there. No. Okay, so this is the thing. So that photo was posted, and the entirety of social media instantly went into the full, why is Hamilton not there? He's so disrespectful, such an ass, hate him, all of that. Really? Hamilton's flight was delayed. So he wasn't there because he physically wasn't in the country. But this is, this is Lewis Hamilton who has done countless and countless things for previous campaigns he's it, an avid social campaigner isn't he he's already put on his instagram about the ukraine situation and you know he i say you know him like as if we're best pals you know my, my, my oh, yeah, mate yeah. lewis you know you know he's very well, he's very vocal in this kind of thing and and, and stuff like that but that I think it's just because the entirety of social media just seemed to seems to hate him. That as soon as something's yeah. not right, and he, he's not in a picture, or he's come out and said something, and they can bend it into some kind of false thing, they just rip him to shreds. And it's really like it's a bit kind of like not upsetting. That's not the right word. I don't go to sleep crying about it, but. You know, if you think back to 2007, 2008, like, he was the next best British thing. Like, everyone loved him. Like, it's a Formula One, a British Formula One driver, sorry, Jensen, a British Formula One driver was actually starting to do really well. You know, Hamilton could have won the, his first championship, but he didn't, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, and come forward to, like, 2020, 2021, 2022, uh, it just seems that... Everyone hates him, and I don't. I just don't get it. I don't understand why. I think it was. I think I don't know if this is an actual thing, but I think it was just winners' fatigue because he kept winning so often, and not by like 
a couple of points here and there. He was winning by some significant margins. I think that is why people got fed up. But equally, so because somebody's really good at their job, that gives them the people the right to absolutely, basically, verbally abuse it. It doesn't give them the right, but no. it, it that is the reason why they're doing it is because they've become so unattainable. People try and knock them down a few steps when, in reality, he's he's the one that's making the money the hate that there's getting thrown at him is getting more publicity making him more money it's a bit like if you took a phone call at work and you did it really well it's a bit like me then ringing you saying so Cropper, you're an asshole just because you you know took a phone call really well <laughs> i mean you can tell i mean time. i i pick up the phone and regularly get called an asshole by you might die but yes. in this context it's like um but you see my point it's literally like, I get your point. No, it's like when that, that the smart kids in school is getting bullied because they're smart and people are jealous of the fact they're getting the answers right. So if you're a listener and you would like to share, if you, if you dislike Lewis Hamilton, then please write to me at Matt Dyer. I dislike Lewis Hamilton and have an opinion at samantics at gmail.com. <laughs> It's samantics at gmail.com. Or just find us on the socials. At samantics. And now it's time for the mindfulness section of the podcast. So, please, take it away with your story. So, you start wherever you want to, but what is your story? Okay, so just off the bat, I'm going to try and like speed run through this because I feel like there's certain parts that aren't important. And obviously, like a whole life story, it's just, it's a lot. So just mm-hmm. disclaimer real quick. But um, yeah, so like I said, like I grew up in South London, um, Peckham, and uh, life was like pretty chill. I mean, if you're from here, you know how it's like, but it's like, um, yeah, it's 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 pretty chill. Like it has its ups and downs, and whatnot. Like, but, like every place. Yeah, growing up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, growing up, like was fine basically. Um, so I was always awkward kid, kind of. You know, um, was um, kind of <laughs> just <laughs> sorry, sorry. like just kind of shy and kind of reserved. So like, I always kind of kept to myself when I was younger. Yeah. Um, so I think that kind of just followed me through anyway. And then, like, family life was, it was all right at the start. It was good. Um, but I got a big family. I'm African, man. So we got, like, big families, man. Yeah. Yeah. So there was always something going on with the family, but it wasn't, like, you know, it wasn't, I think as a kid, I didn't really, it didn't really affect me as much. Like, it's only when I look back as an adult, I'm like, okay. So, yeah, so... School was kind of awkward, but I was all right. I wasn't a huge fan of school. I feel like just because I had expectations on me and I'm just like, I was really kind of dumb. So I was just like, I didn't really excel in like academics. Like when it came to art, like I was just that, like I was on point. So that's something that's followed me as well. So, so you, yeah, school life. Yeah. So you're more, um, I don't know what it's called. Like you, you more like can can see things and use your hands in a more productive way, rather than just writing yeah. and like seeing words. Yeah, I think because I was 
because I was reserved, it was like, okay, I just kind of kept to myself, did drawings, you know. I think a lot of like people who do art, they're very reserved, like you keep to yourself. Because I used to love drawing like, as a kid. Like I would go out and play and whatnot, but listen, if I had that sketchbook and I was just in the zone, then I'm just I'm just drawing like yeah. anything. Like so I really enjoyed that. And I think it kind of followed me. And then I'd say about like maybe early teens, like my parents split up. And I mean, it wasn't a huge factor. Like obviously parents splitting up suck, but it wasn't like, I'd say a defining thing that kind of like affected me in a, in a huge way, but it kind of was a start, I'd say. So yeah, that kind of followed me into like, I want to say like year 10, 11. And then it was like, okay. Like I was just going through a lot mentally. Like I think just, um, yeah, you know, I ended up having like a really bad relationship with my dad. So like we weren't as close. So this is sort of around the 15, 16 year old. Yeah. Age. Like year 10, 11. It was like, that's when it really started to affect me. Um, and I just felt really lost. Like, I just remember, I was just like, what do I do? Because it was like, I didn't want to upset my mum because I was, I was saying my mum at the time. So like, it was calm. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I really want to speak to my dad. It was just a whole thing. And I was just like, I wasn't in a good yeah, space yeah. from then. So um, that was going on. I think I kind of got over that. Um, so yeah, finished school. Um, going to college now. And it's like, I was kind of coming into my own because, you know, I feel like when you're at that like 16 to like 18 range, you're kind of, you kind of, you kind of think you, you got things figured out, but it's like, you just, I don't know. It's just, you know, teenagers, man. Yeah. So I was kind of coming into my own. I'd say I was definitely in a like better place because for one, I was studying art. So, you know, I felt like when it came to achieving things, like I was doing bits, you know. You found your calling? Yeah, fully. And I just, I loved it. Like, it was just amazing. Like, literally, because the thing about school, it was like, I just, a lot of the things I just did not enjoy. Um, but whereas with art, I was in a happy place. I was just like, I was enjoying it. So throughout college, I was pretty, I was pretty much like, I was, I was in a good place, I can say. You know, I made some amazing friends. Because in school, I didn't really have too many friends. So college now, like, I kind of came into my own. And then yeah. finished college now. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I know I didn't want to go to uni. And then my mom was what? like... Really? I Nah, I didn't want to go, man. Like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Like, because I knew I wanted to do something creative. But I was like, I really don't know what I'm going to do. Like, genuinely. Like, people like... When you go to uni, you're like, yeah, I want to do this, I want to do that. And I was like, I kind of want to draw, but I don't know, like, what route to go down. Um, so I was like, all right. So I took a year off, um, did some traveling, went back home, like, um, Africa, Sierra Leone, tryouts. Um, went back there, saw my family back there. So I had a, a gap year where I just, you know, just gap year stuff. Um and then I figured out I was, I'll do animation because I'm like, I, I enjoy animation, you know. Um, yeah. I didn't really know animation well, but I dabbled in it in college a bit. And I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. I want to do this. Yeah. So, yeah. So 
I moved over to Southampton. This was like more of my, I'd say this is where my adult life really started. Yeah. And I think most, a lot of people could say this with uni. Yeah, I would say so. Like the same with me, um, I'd say that I was so focused on moving out of home and standing on my yeah. feet that when I, when I came to Southampton, it was mm. very much a, like, yeah, I'm an adult now. I'm standing on my yeah. feet. Little did we know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, nah, so moved to Southampton. Obviously, it's a huge deal. Don't really know anyone. Um, but right now, I'm still, I'm still in a good mental space. Like, I've got things going on back home where it's like, okay, I kind of need to keep an eye on it, but it's nothing concerning. Yeah. So it was like, I was all good. Um, okay. And then... Um, Fast forward to the end of the year. Made some amazing friends, by the way. Shout out, Sam. Um, <laughs> from, right from, yeah. <laughs> shout out. Um, so fast forward, um, fast forward to like second year. Like first year went well. It was fine. It was great. Second year, it started off well. And then there was a lot going on back home. Like um, I remember specifically, like I had... Um, I was in like I was in the middle of a deadline. Like uh, you know how peak deadlines can be. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Deadlines can be so bad. So I was I was really trying like and I wasn't like because with animation, um deadlines are really weird because you can have like a month ahead of the deadline. And if you're not at a certain point, you like you're 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 fucked, basically. Like so, so it's not something you can like smash out in the night sort of thing nah absolutely not nah. <laughs> it can't be done certain certain things you can depending on whatever it is but for the animation no you can't do it so i was in the middle of this deadline i was just banging it out um and then i get a call from home and it's like so it's kicking off back home yeah and it's serious and it's like okay i have to leave everything now and come back and i was just like fuck like like it was and it like it was obviously all deadlines are important like it wasn't one of those okay you know you can leave like if you if you don't get it on time it doesn't like it was an actual like dude it was an actual assignment so i had to get it done and i had to leave it i had to leave it and go back home so i ended up getting like um do you know how mad it is i can't even remember basically you know when you you hand in late and then you get capped um, yeah, yeah, you get out to about forty yeah. percent, which just like passed. Yeah, so um, I basically had to extend the deadline, I guess. But you know what I mean. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So I had to go home. I was home for like a week. I took my laptop, took all my stuff, so I could work at home. But I had to kind of just try and sort out the scenario. Um, so that was going on. Um, and then when I got home, I found out like things weren't like were way worse than I thought, and I was just like. And then I just really started to feel really bad. Um, yeah, and I feel like this is kind of where I realized, like, I feel like I was, like, super depressed, like, at this point. Um, mm. Just because I felt like, because I'm, I'm the type of person, like, I really keep to myself. Um, I'm so sure. You are, you are literally the mysterious guy <laughs> in the group. Like, honestly, like, uh, uh, like to the point where, like I'd I'd like every time like I come over and chill or whatever I'd just be like yeah absolutely you doing all right and you're like yeah man all good and I'm like yeah I'm fine. it's all good it's all fucking <laughs> yeah. good yeah man it's like you know I've always just had to keep on a brave face man but 
I digress. So yeah. Mm. So kind of half sorted out that scenario at home. So I come back to Southampton yeah. now. Handed in late, whatever that happens, fine. Um, things kind of got progressively worse. And yeah. to the point where it was like, basically there was a situation that was just really out of my control. And like, I feel like people depended on me to kind of sort it out. And I was just like, fuck, okay, what do I do? So and how this does this is affect in a mid- your uni? How did this affect your uni though? Yeah, no, it like, do you know what it was? I think more than anything, I just started to like lack focus, I can say. Because mm. my mind was just on this scenario at home. And I'm just like, how can I like, how can I fix this? Like, I really don't know how to fix this. Like, how can all. I sit in this lecture listening to Bob chat when I've got all this other stuff going on at home? <laughs> yeah no like it was just on my mind it was just like fuck like what do I do um so that it did start to affect it um but it wasn't it wasn't too bad initially though um so like I had other deadlines and I would go back and forth between London and Southampton um and for the most part I think it it was like it was starting to take a toll just because it was just the only thing I was thinking about like it was just on my mind like um yeah. yeah so then uh, i get through i get through second year you know um problems are still going on but it's you know i'm managing it to a degree um third year happens now and things just like like it just gets worse like it's just at this point it's so bad i'm just like i was considering so like up. dropping out of uni and because i had to i had to try and fix this scenario in my head so that was yeah. going on and then obviously the madness of third year it was just yeah it was it was a boy and at this point I just felt so depressed like I just was just in a terrible place like even thinking back to it now it's just like oh my god like it was mad but all the time all the while though you're keeping this to yourself you're not you're not telling anyone yeah because obviously like when I'm seeing you guys and whatnot it's like there's only one person I vaguely tell um but for the most part I'm just like yeah what's up like oh good vibes all of this good stuff and it's just in the back of my mind i'm just like what can i do like to sort this out and uh, yeah um so while that's in the back of my mind uni is going horribly like <laughs> and i feel like this is a definitely on me where it's just like i just like okay no something i missed actually at this point i realized i didn't really want to do animation anymore like really? i just in yeah yeah from the from when things started to go south second year that wasn't the cause of it but at that point i was kind of like i'm not really in love with animation anymore um so i was tackling that thinking do i drop out do i leave i'm two years in now you know i had this mad year but i managed to get through it past i was like yes let's do this you know so i was just trying to push myself through to just finish because i was like do you know i'm here now you know i've got things going on but let's do it you know yeah and then long story short, third year just like I'd completely failed third year, like to the point where it was just I was like, all right, do you know what I tried failed? Cool. Um Okay, so you you're at the point of third year where you, you failed and you're now yeah, thinking about your options, right? Yeah. So you're thinking thinking maybe I can redo the year. Like yeah. do I go home? Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I'm thinking, do I okay. redo the year? Do I 
at home, like what do I do? Um, and then I spoke to I spoke to some family members, and they were just like, you know what, just read the yeah. And then just like, tell her my mum. <laughs> but I told her I was just like, listen, yeah, I'm, yeah. I messed up. I'm gonna read the yeah. And she was like fully supportive. She was like, you know what, you got this. You know, because she understood, like, you know, things were things were a bit mad. So she was like, do you know what to do? I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like, at this point, I still didn't tell her that like, I was going through a whole bunch, you know. But um... So I think at this point, I need to say, so I need to explain something. So I did a four-year course, you yeah. did a three-year course. So uh, this year is, is my final year, and it's your, like, repeated year. But this is, like, where we, like, we were hanging out, like, on a mm. daily at this point yeah no like and yeah i'd say so yeah this is why like um this is why like up to this point our paths they were crossing and we were we were, we were friends and like if we wanted to go out on night out together we'd like message each other we'd like chill but up until this point this this year forward is like where we were properly, properly, like, properly, properly mates and stuff. Like yeah, that. no, for sure. Like, because obviously, like, I met you in first year. Um, and obviously, we had mutual friends and whatnot. But mm. this year, like, in particular, like, we, like, were, like, like, we were bros. Bro, we, we was, like, the library sessions. Like, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Like, when I mentioned in a previous podcast about going to the library after work and being there till, like, 3, 4 a.m., this is the guy that was there with me. Like he would meet up with me after work. We'd go down to the library, sit in a fancy ass pod, and just sit there solidly. Like we were, oh, we were blasting out like, Kendrick uh, and all sorts in those really pods, it. but we were just like focused. <laughs> yeah. I missed the pods. I missed the pods. But yeah, so restarting third year. Um, so now I'm just like, okay, I got this. You know, I know what to do now. I've been mm. through this. Let's focus. Let's do it. Um, so. I'm I'm banging on. I'm trying to, you know, get this third year done. It's going well. Just get the year Still on. things going on. Yeah, like I was just I'm on it. I'm like, things things are going a bit mad, but I got this. Just going well. Um quick side note, like um it's gonna run to the story. But um I was trying to get my uh my license as well. Um and so this is something I was side focused on. But it was important to me. So I was like, I need to get this done as well. So I was doing that as well, um, mind you. Yeah. And then um, things that, things just got really bad back home. And I was just like, I just like, I wish I could explain it in context, but it was just bad. Like, you know, and I was really just conflicted. I was like, okay, I need to just leave uni now. Yeah. Um, just get over and done with but, and get back home. Yeah. But everyone was just like, just carry on, just carry on, just do it. I was like, right, cool, I'm going to do it. Um, and then there was points where I couldn't sleep. Like, I really couldn't sleep. Like, and this is what led to the late night library sessions because mm. in my head, I was like, all right, I can't sleep anyway. Let's just hit the library, bang it out. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so for like months, I can't sleep. And um, I ended up um, passing. I passed my test. Passed my test. Um and then uh, I bought my car. Shout out to Cassie. Oh, I still got photos of her with her boot on. <laughs> I miss her. Yeah, you're the one who sent me that, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Yeah. So I bought a car now. Um, I was working, by the way, as well. Um, I thought it was a message. I was working 
badges or um, just extra money, all of that, because things like money was tight at home as well, so I had to just sort my stuff out. So I was doing lot, that as though. well. You're juggling a lot, so you've got work, yeah. you're juggling, you're juggling uni, you're battling this inner monologue telling you you need to quit or you need to finish it, and you've got the situation at home you're trying to figure out, and it's just crazy, especially with uni, because uni, I find, it. I don't know if you found this as well, but because I had a couple of things that were happening outside of uni as well that I was trying to like work out at the same time as uni. And I realised that every time I thought I was getting somewhere outside of uni, something would happen at uni and drag me back in. And it would just drag you yeah. in and like, you'd be like, right, but in the grand scheme of things, in like this big, like, um, big art piece that is life, uni, you're, you're a tiny speck, don't piss me off. But it constantly, yeah. constantly would be a message from your lecturer or a message from your housemate saying something's happened or whatever. It's just, yeah, uni was just a, an intense time. No, it really was. Like, and like, I was trying to speed run through it, but like, uni was super, super intense. Like, just, just the fact that is like, there's so many people that you interact with, there's so many things going on. Like, it's the littlest things, like, who didn't pay the bill today like for that for the because after the first year most people move out into a house so like the little things like that like they all add up you know so yeah so i was i was at this point i was mad depressed i was like fuck i really don't know what to do um yeah but i had my car i was working i was trying to manage it i was like cool uni wasn't going too badly like it wasn't going well which was another thing that i was just like come on that's like what are you doing yeah um, so yeah, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to plod on, um, and mind you, like I had, like, I couldn't sleep my whole not sleeping thing. Yeah. Um, so normally what I do is I go for like a drive cause I had my car at this point. So I go for a drive, come back tired and then I go to sleep and I'll be like, fine. Um, or we'll have our crazy for him library yeah. session. And then when I come home, I'm done. I'm spent. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but this one night, like, I just could not sleep. Um, I tried everything. And it was a cold night this night. This was, like, February. Yeah. So I, I couldn't be bothered to defrost the car. I was like, do you know what? I just can't be it. I can't be asked. So I was like, let me go gym. Because, like, I joined the gym at this point. Um, so this was maybe half 3 a.m. Mm. So I was like, all right, go to the gym. So 20-minute walk to town, went to the gym. I was working out, I was going fine, I was good. I still wasn't tired. So I was like, all right, let me do one more thing. Here's one more thing. Put it down. I was like, all right, let me... I think I was going to go pick up dumbbells or something. Oh, God. And then I just see a trail on the floor of blood. And I was like, what is this? Oh. And then I look at my finger, or I look at my hand, and then my finger is just hanging off. <laughs> like from, I don't know if... How, how would you describe it? Is it was from one of your knuckles or something, wasn't it? From memory? So it was like the tip of my left index finger and it was like basically three fourths of the way round was like ripped off. So it was sorry, I'm like I should have said a disclaimer, sorry, like <laughs> no, no, this isn't even the maddest thing. The maddest thing was you said you took a fucking photo of it, man. I still remember I that did, photo. Yeah. And I well, I remember literally waking bear in mind, because of the time as well. I I remember waking up looking at my phone in the group chat. Seeing this, seeing this picture, and I was literally like, "Oh my fucking god!" Like the first thing I saw <laughs> that day was your finger literally like swinging off. Like, 
I don't, I don't know what, do you know, I knew I wanted to take a picture of it, but I think it was because it was hard to explain. And it still kind of it is. It's kind of hard to explain. So I was like, all right, yeah. let me take a picture. It was like, yeah, I chopped off my finger. They're like, what? How? I was like, all right, cool. Let me show you. And then it was mad. So, yeah. So I chopped off my finger, man. And um, obviously it was like, at this point, it was probably 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. Something stupid like that. So no one's in the gym. Um, so I'm just panicking, trying to find someone to help me. And it's mad. And I call, shout out to Barry. Sorry, I need to watch you, bro. <laughs> but I called Barry because I live with him at the time. So I called him. I was like, bro, my finger cut off. Obviously, he's asleep. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's nice. That's fine. <laughs> that's <laughs> actually like, him. That's, yeah. <laughs> I can hear him say it. So, <laughs> so I had to laugh. So broke my finger, went to hospital. That was the whole thing. And this was February time. So this was like, because animation is a long time. So at this point, we were in final project mode, pretty much. Yeah. So... I was like, I'd started the animation, whatever I was going on, but then this happened. So I was just in a panic. Like, I just really didn't know what to do. Um, and this is when I think the turning point came where it was like, from like bad to worse, that like it was just terrible. Because for one, now I couldn't work. And then even work were hassling me as well, because my manager was just such a bitch. Um, so she was just hassling me as, do you know what's so mad? I remember calling her because I had to be work, I think, uh, two days after. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it in work today. I ripped my finger off. Yeah. And then and then she was like, how bad is it? And I was like, it's ripped off. And I sent her the picture. <laughs> and then she was like, "This, bro, I kid you not, yeah. She was like, okay, well, is there, can you get a doctor's note? I don't know. Maybe she thought uh, it was fake. That's the only like logical like thought process I came to, because oh, wow. I was like, "Why do you need a doctor's note when my finger <laughs> is literally hanging off?" Take this is the doctor's note, man. This is actually a life. And I'm saying that this should be like this should supersede the doctor's note, man. Like, what's going on? Yeah, but um, but that happened. So basically, I just had stress from all angles. Things at home was mad. I was yeah. stressed about uni. Um, so things were just terrible. And then to fast forward, um, I ended up um finishing uni, but I I handed in late. And then there was a whole thing with extenuating circumstances. So basically, when um something unexpected happens, normally you apply for like extenuating circumstances probably yeah. saying that right no no, no you're Point right is like yeah, yeah um so that's like they give you extra time to finish in case um anything happens so with this it was a bit of a battle like because normally because of the length of time because at this point it was months like because my finger wasn't healing correctly um and shout out to southampton general as well because they really did bits for me but I don't think they were a hundred percent on how to because they never saw injury like this. It's um, not a and... you run the mill problem for A and E. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, kind of serious. This is the thing, and um, I don't want to bring race into it. It's not a, it's not a racial thing at all. Mm. Um, but because um, they hadn't really dealt with um a black person who or kind of person whatever yeah um who uh, had this injury so. They um they believed it was healing well 
because just because they literally have to like stick a nail through my finger to like reattach it and then then just the nail out and then yeah, yeah. that was a whole thing as well but yeah so they thought it was healing well so i was like all right cool at least it's getting better um i was on medication and then that made me drowsy and like i just ah, just i'm sorry just reminiscing it's the whole thing isn't it yeah do you know i just felt mad overwhelmed like literally just a mad sense of i'm overwhelmed this is hard what can i do yeah um so uh i end up finishing uni um basically with the extenuating extenuating circumstances i kind of say (laughs) um basically um it got granted um but just because of the lack of time um it took me to just recover and stuff I missed the deadline on that as well. So for my final major project, I I got capped. And yeah. in animation, it's huge. Like it's majority of the course. Yeah. And I was just devastated. Like I just like was in a deep stuff. Like I was just depressed. Yeah. And mind you, things things home was still like super at this point, like critical. Like it was yeah. really bad. So I was just in a funk. So finish uni, move back home. And I'm trying to deal with everything going on. Mind you, my finger at this point is still, so for months, it's still kind of healing. Until eventually they found out like it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't actually healing. So literally they had to give it a chop. Um, It's just a tip by the way. So, you know, it's it's fine. So they, they gave it a chop. I was like, cool. So I was recovering. I was at home, but I was trying to deal with everything at home. And at this point, I just didn't know what to do. I just felt overwhelmed. So everything's coming up. When it was a situation at this point, everything's coming up shit. Yeah, like it's just everything's just at its worst point. And then I'm back home. I don't have a job. Like financially, things are tough at home at this point. Yeah. Um, And then I remember you messaged me actually. Um, You told me about Cassie. um, Oh yeah. My car. I was gonna say yeah. Yeah. You left your car in South I had no idea, you know. And it just, yeah. and it got, um, it got clamped, didn't it? Yeah, it, it got clamped. And I was just like, I was just like, I didn't forget about my car, but I was just like, with everything going on, I literally could not drive my car, like physically, because yeah. my left hand was just, could not use that. So I was just like, oh no. And then I was having trouble trying to get a hold of, um, get my, because I had some of my old, uh, Letters were still going to my Southampton address, but I was just having issues accessing that. And then long story short, um, took my car away. And then after that, I was just devastated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, when they talk about rock bottom, oh, you are in the basement just below that. At bro, this point. I am digging, bro. Yeah. It's pretty, like, it was terrible. And then, so I just felt a massive sense of depression, overwhelmed, like, at this point, I wouldn't even say suicidal, but I was definitely like, what is the point? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, was, I, I had to struggle to convince myself, like, I need to keep going. And I think it might sound a bit silly, but I think if I could break down the details, I think it would make more sense. But basically, the worst things possible will happen to me in my life yeah. at one point, and I just didn't realise that. Like, I just didn't know how to deal with it, kind of. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. Fuck. So, fast forwards... Um, a year um i'm still dealing with this problem and it's just it's not getting better i'm not getting better i just felt i don't have a job um, what am i gonna do um so then i was just like i sat this one at this point i started talking to people about it because i was just like i really need help yeah. like i'm really just lost 
And this is why I'm so grateful for you and like just other people that are just in my life because it definitely kept me going because I'm just like, do you know what? I genuinely have people that care for me. Yeah. So that's at least one thing, you know? Yeah. And then, so yeah. So then I was just like, okay, cool. Um, How am I going to sort things out? So then literally I just thought of like just step-by-step plans to try and figure out how I'm going to fix my life what to do, all of this stuff. Um, so got a job. This was like 2018-ish now at this point. Yeah, yeah. So got a job, um, support worker, which loved, amazing job. Um, so got a job, support worker, um, sorting things out at home. It's getting better. So I'm like, all right, cool, got this. I know I wanted to go into creative role, but I was like, right now I'm, I'm content with my job. Let me just do that. I also know I wanted to move out because I was like, it's going to help my creativity, all of that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'll fast forward 2019. Things are getting better. Things are improving. It's great. And then um, I'm happy my job. Like, it's great. Things are going well there. Um, I've got my friends in London now. Um, you know, um, like, so I was in a good place for sure. Better place. Um, things weren't perfect, but they were, yeah. Much better. They were definitely better. Yeah, for sure. And then... So I'm going along. So fast forward 2020 now. Mm. Um, <laughs> you all know what happened uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little, a little tiny problem called Corona. Yeah, that did happen. It's happening, but it hasn't gone. No. But um, yeah. So um, at this point, 2020, things are okay. Still not great, but okay. Um, and then I'm comfortable with my job now. I feel like I said that before. Anywho, mm. um, where I'm thinking of moving out now, so I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I want to move out. I couldn't because I had to keep an eye on the way things were at home. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Um, I'm gonna move out. Um, when things get better. Um, and then obviously with COVID, I kind of pushed that back until like the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and. So come around October, it's like October 2020 is when I actually moved out. Um, I was in a good place at this point. Things were things were okay. Um, and then uh, December, was it December? After Christmas, um, so maybe like the week after Christmas, like I obviously went home, came back to mine. I was in a good place. And then um, I found out that my dad passed away. And... Obviously, I didn't have a good relationship with my dad for years, like, you know. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like, you know, I didn't hate my dad, you know, kind of thing. So for me, it was just a huge shock. I was just like, oh, my God, this is, like, crazy. I guess it kicked um, up a few feelings. Yeah, that's the... Do you know, I just felt so conflicted, like, because I remember feel, like thinking, like, how am I supposed to feel about this? Like, I really don't know. Like, I, it, just the shock of it, like, yeah. it was just so mad um yeah and then i was like do you know what let me actually let me spend some time with the family because i know they're all going to be feeling different types of ways and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the next literally the day the next day i'm packing i'm like all right mom i'm done with work you know i packed my bag i'm on a train i'm i'm going to go on a train um i get a text because I, I like i worked in support work so i had to get like tested like weekly like several times a week yeah so i find that positive of covid i'm just like what the actual fuck like what is this week uh, <laughs> like, round two 
I was like, what is this, man? Like, what is going on? And then, yeah, so I couldn't go. Like, and then, mate. And this is like, because I really, I got the receipt late. So this was after Christmas. And now I'm even more guilty because I'm just like, like, did I just give all my family members COVID? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, and then I just went back to a dark place again. And I was just like, flip, this is just, yeah. And then, so I was in a dark place early 2021. Um, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, like yeah, I took some time off work. I was, yeah, it was, bro, it was, fuck, man. Sorry, I was just reminiscing. This was like when, yeah, but I remember this time because, like, um, you kind of heard a couple of things that were happening sort of my side. And I remember yeah. you reaching out as well because, obviously, my timeline being, obviously, with relationship breaking down and move, and being made homeless myself, like, just trying to yeah. gather myself and get me back home and stuff. Yeah. Like, I remember... I don't remember a lot around that time because I've managed yeah. to like shut it out like you were saying, but I do remember sort of you constantly like checking up on me and like it speaks a lot to your character because I wasn't aware that what well, yeah. I wasn't aware of like everything that you were thinking about around that period and like going through that period, but it speaks a lot to your character because you weren't, you put all of that aside and you were reaching out to me to make sure I was okay. Yeah, no, like, I appreciate that as well, like, but I, like, I just feel like, because, do you know what it is, yeah, I didn't, because I'm going through, like, and this is going to sound selfish, actually, like, because I was going through a lot, I was just, like, I didn't, I didn't, like, realise that other people were going through it as well, like, like, I know everyone has their thing, but at the time, in my head, like, I'm, I'm, like, suffering the most right now, and obviously that wasn't the case, but, when I heard what you were going through, I was just like, oh, like, because it was just, I didn't expect it, like, yeah. literally. So I was just like, uh, bro, I hope you're good, man. Yeah. Because you've been there for me in ways I don't know if you fully realise. So for me, it was like, I had, like, I had to, like, for me, like, it wasn't even a thing, like, you know. Yeah. But yeah. So I get, I get past, like, I'm just trying to figure that whole thing out. Like, for months, I was just like, yeah, I don't know what to do. And, I started drinking a lot. Like, I used to drink a lot anyway, but mm. I feel like I was drinking to the point where I was like, okay, like, am I drinking like this because I'm, like, super depressed right now? Or is this, uh, like, I didn't know what it was. So this was all throughout January, by the way. So my birthday, I was, like, yeah. in the worst mood. <laughs> but I get a shout out to my friends because, like, they were there for me. Like, I love them so much. But, um, yeah, so I was just, like... um in a super like just bad place um and so february i was like okay i'm gonna have a dry feb just you know just in case you know so i had a dry feb it was fine and then i was dealing with the aftermath of that things at home being oppressed but i think i was kind of prodding on quite a bit um fast forward to um like june like may june now was it may june may june I was still at my job at this time, but I just needed to change. I don't know if it's because of what happened before. COVID was a tough year, to be fair, for like support workers as well. Yeah. So it was it was hard. But I think genuinely I needed to change. Um so um so I left my job. I was just like, yeah, um, I need time off. To be fair, I left with time off. So in case I wanted to change my I can come back. But I was just like, nah, I'm done. So I left. Um my friend hooks me up with the recycling job now. Um so um, 
yeah so i did i joined that in um august August. damn it was august that's what yeah in august so uh, i've been doing that ever since and i'm just trying to speed run here i feel like i've been going on for so long <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's cool it's cool so yeah. like yeah so august 2021 is where we're at now you've just got this new yeah. job yes so we're moving mm-hmm. towards sort of the end of the year how's that how, how did that pan out for yeah. you bearing in mind obviously you can go through it you can go through a lot at this point yeah, like at this, things were kind of like it was kind of like sometimes they were good, sometimes they were bad at home. With me, I was just depressed. Like that was just there for sure. Like you know, mm. so I was just trying to figure it out. But I think I was doing well. I think I was doing okay. Um, and then um, took a trip wow, down here, didn't he? Was, was that around that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had a trip down Southampton. I'm trying to remember when was this. I can't. Yeah, this was like. Maybe September, October? Yeah, it, nah, must, not October. it must have been around that September? time. Because, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because obviously I came and saw you guys and it was like, yeah, that that was like the first time I'd seen you in like a couple of years at that point. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I thought he was all grown up. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, so like, I think, <laughs> I think a month before though, a month before, um, because I got a friend out in Cornwall and like I-, I chat to him a lot and he knew I was like feeling kind of down. So I think getting out of the city was a huge help for me. Yeah. So got out of the city, went to uh, Cornwall for a bit, came back, then went to Southampton and then came back and I felt genuinely felt refreshed. I was like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good to go. And yeah, I guess I can fast forward to that's kind of how I like I'm feeling now. Okay. So um, you've gone through some of the, the hardest stuff, to be honest harder than three people would go through in their entire lifetime at this point do you know what i mean like you've you've gone through yeah. not just ups and downs but changes of situation left right and center how has those events combined got you to be a point where you're like actually do you know what i'm good do you look back at them and think fuck like that was that was absolutely craziest crazy situations and I guess what I'm trying to ask is, are you, when you look back at those times, do you think, fuck, why me? Or do you look back and think, I've endured all of this and I'm here right now? Uh, do you know what? Definitely a bit of both, man. I think, obviously, like, when it when it happened, I was just like, like what have I done? Like, because I was just in a rut. You know, do you know what? I was just feeling sorry for myself, like, really feeling sorry for myself so i was just like all right abs chill you know figure out what you're gonna do um kind of thing um but at the same time i was like i remembered things that happened in the past that kind of led me to where i'm at now or where i was at certain points in my life and i was like do you know what this bad thing needed to happen yeah. for something amazing to happen and vice versa you know so like i'm a believer in you know everything happens for a reason type thing you know yeah. So yeah, yeah. once I, I was just sticking with that kind of mentality, I was like, all right, cool. Let me see how I can get through this, you know? Um, yeah. Okay. So what, 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 if you met up with 13 year old abs, okay. Yeah. What would you tell him? Oh, I'd be like, all right, listen, abs. At this point, people didn't call me abs, but I'm calling you abs right now. Okay. <laughs> what, what you need to do is just realize that you're going to go through some mad shit, bro. but 
you're going to be fine. Like, just don't stress too much when you need to stress. No, ah, what would I say, Dan? Do you know what I'd say? Don't stress too much, but if you need to take the time to just be sad, be upset, be depressed. Because something I was very conflicted with was that I was always like, um, I need to help this. I need to help this person out, but I'm also feeling shit. So that's like a lot of just like self. I don't even know what to call it, but I felt terrible. I'd just be like, yo, everything's gonna be alright. Like in a nutshell, man. Because yeah. yeah, man, it was it was a lot, man. But I think the important thing is, like, when a um, plane's crashing, they say to everyone, put your put your oxygen mask on before you put anyone else's on because otherwise you're not going to be able to help that person. You're going to help them. And to what avail, you're not going to be there. You might not even be able to help yeah. because of something's going to happen. And I think in these situations, especially the ones that you've gone through where your timeline is going crazy, but you see someone else's timeline going crazy as well. And you're like, fuck, they need me. You, you do kind of need to take a, take a second and be like, well, hang on am I actually in a place to be able to help them or am I going to be there half helping them and half have a mind on my own? And I think that's important to, that's an important takeaway, especially from like your story is whilst I can't stress this enough. And obviously I'm not just saying this as your friend, I'm like I can't stress this enough as you've been going through the maddest, maddest times in your life, the absolute craziest things anyone could experience you're still taking an effort to check in with your friends checking in with me and like like yeah like it speaks so much to character i appreciate that like i really do yeah man it was yeah it was it was overwhelming i think literally if there's one word i can like think of to use it's overwhelming like but then i kind of had to like figure out because this is the thing, like, I wish I could have sorted out my own, like, myself first, but I realised that really late, like, you know, like, maybe a few years ago. Hindsight and is the one. Literally. Yeah, man. But, um, yeah, so okay. that's where I was at, and I was just trying to figure things out, and yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, okay, so let's look at um, what your life is like now. So you're, yeah. you're living out of home. You're... Yeah. You've got your recycling job. Yes. What else you got going on? I know there's, I know what I'm fishing for. I just want to hear you say it. Oh man, see now I don't even know it. (laughs) You've um, got a little side project, haven't you? Okay. Yeah. So obviously I'm into the arts. I want to, you know, um, something I did miss out was that I had to spend time um, when I moved back from uni to get the like a, a laptop get equipment to start doing like commissions because I like to you know I think eventually I'm working towards getting like into motion graphics and that type of stuff but I was like let me get some commissions and so I bought that um and yeah like I think the art as well really helped like because I was in a good place I was just you know doing what I wanted to do you know even though I was working yeah but I was just like I was good yeah so I'm doing commissions um I'm working, you know, I've got good friends around me, so I'm social as well. Um, so, yeah, so I'm just doing my thing pretty much, you know, like I've got my plan for how to get the job I want to get and I'm working towards it. And 
that's something that's just like on my focus i'm focused on what sort of arts do you do so i do like so digital art um i can do traditional art as well but most people because i was working towards just commissions and stuff and most people wanted stuff like logos and some Mm. animated bits here and there maybe some video editing and stuff like that um so i was just building up um like obviously i had skills before but not to a certain degree so i was just pushing prodding along trying to improve like yeah so i was just doing that as well while i was working yeah it's it's i mean honestly i've i think you post a lot to instagram on your art account and i'm literally Mm -hmm. like i'm constantly seeing them i'm like fuck like i can't even i can't even draw like a person it's a stick insect pretty much like i'm i'm like this this is another level of talent like i love it like oh thanks uh... (laughs) (laughs) no no i do appreciate it man so of all of like the skills you've developed over your life in terms of your art in terms of like to to be honest i'm gonna say coping mechanisms because yeah you have to develop that like to the max so what is your driving force going forward what is your next step um i think my driving force going forward is just knowing that you know after i've got through everything i've been through you know and even though there's still things there it's like listen you can get through this you know you've got talents you know that you know some people don't have like i believe everyone has talent but not everyone gets to know what their talent is so I'm like, I've been blessed enough to know what my talent is. It's like, okay, let's do this. There's nothing holding me back. Let's do it. Obviously, hurdles will come here and there, but it's like, I got this. So yeah, that's pretty much just been what's been pushing me. It's like, you know, I want to do bits for my family. I want to be able to have a family, you know, all of this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. That leads me to another question, having a family. Mm-hmm. What is the relationship world like for you right now oh <laughs> and i just so... have to prerequisite this i have to prerequisite this and yeah. in the right what is it 2022 isn't it yes. in the eight eight and a half years no yeah eight and a half years that i've known you never once spoken about a girl have we no nah. Your side, obviously. My side, you know, I'm an absolute slut. But we know you'd be out here, man. (laughs) (laughs) Sammy, it's all jokes. It's all jokes. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, um... like fully, like you're just like, like I said earlier, like you're the mysterious guy. Like we we've never spoken about it. So what's it like for you at the moment out there? So here's the thing, like. I've never been in a long-term relationship, like, genuinely. Like, I've been in some situationships. Uh, so, situationships, yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what it is? I think, like, I always had, like, not, I don't want to call it trust issues, because I think I just always kind of kept to myself to a degree. Like, you know, I feel like mm. I always had to put on a brave face. I always had to do certain things but I just wasn't in a good place like yeah you know so like I got into situations with girls and like I enjoyed like you know like I liked said girl and whatnot but it's just yeah, yeah. I was just in a mad situation like <laughs> for a long time like, so it's 
So I yeah. just I just had situationships basically, and I think for me it just it just wasn't worth talking about, man. Like, cause some of them I'm not proud of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. it's just, it is what it is. But no, nah, genuinely, it was just like, I just, I wasn't in a good place, you know? Um, yeah. I did meet someone nice over um, uh, 2020. Um, mm. And we vibed quite well, but I just didn't quite work out. Um, yeah, but yeah. I think just for me right now, I just know that I'm not in the right space. Like, I still think, feel like I need to heal in certain areas. And I do, like, I know this. So I'm just like, let me just sort my shit out and then I can just, you know. So I take it. You're, like, you're not on like the dating apps and stuff, I take it. <sighs> All right. So here's. <laughs> oh, God. Is this an anchor round reviews? <laughs> <laughs> it, it might be. It might be. So, <laughs> no. So, like, with the date, like, because, yeah, because it's not a situation where I don't go out and mingle and stuff, like, you know. Mm. I just like for me, I just know I don't want like a serious relationship right now. But you know, like I like I like being social. So uh I use the old Tinder. Um I tried Bumble for a bit. I've still got it, but I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> like I think like when it came to dating apps, I was just like, no, nah, I'm just do you know what it is? Like I feel like the conversations were just super dead. It was like I had to put like 100% input and then when I did get good conversations it was like from girls that I didn't necessarily find super duper attractive yeah so for me I just yeah I just like nah I just I can't do it no more <laughs> the day and that's a rest <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and, I think like we covered this on a previous I think I mentioned it in a previous podcast I can't quite remember yeah um, the stat um, about it, the stats. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was um, yeah, it was about the the top ten uh, percent get like sixty percent or something of the um certain world, yeah, the like things, yeah, yeah. But I think there was a there's a stat actually the other day that I found um the Bumble released their it's like the criterias, so it's like criterias mm-hmm. of um what women narrow down the heights to on their profile so when you go on to like i think you have to be like a premium member or something but you can go into like a, a certain section for example if i was a christian man going in and looking for a christian woman i can make it so that i only see christian women yeah so what girls are doing at the moment is going through and they're filtering the height of a man oh. and, <laughs> and um bro like, how tall are you I'm six foot. And not okay. fake six foot like a lot of people like to say, like genuinely six foot. <laughs> Five eight with a couple of extra inches because of the fuck boy <laughs> of them. Like but so at six foot, sixty percent of women that's it. You get sixty percent of women, they're filtering down and yeah. choosing that height. So I'm like, hmm, okay. I, and I looked into a little bit more and found that ninety percent of women are looking for 6% of the men on the app. And that Bro. 6% is from 6 foot. And some freaks out there going for like 6'11". Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, that is... Do you know what? That's so mad. I'm just like... Like, I, I'm speechless. Because like, I remember <laughs> I, saw, I saw a stat. 
I saw the stat and I was just like, this can't be right. This is does not make sense. It's absolutely But crazy. then I think back to the swipes and I'm like, all right, do you know what? <laughs> this kind of makes sense. <laughs> I, I think what? like I came to realise a while ago that ultimately, okay, I'm six four. I it I can't I can't literally be with a girl that is like five foot because like it I don't want to be stopped yeah, and be like, like like is is that your daughter sort of thing but equally <laughs> yeah. i i could i, I like i don't want to i'm always about like i'm i'll never like discriminate someone based on like their height for like something so frivolous because the conversation could be good but nah my track record with small girls like short girls is just it's a bit wild and we're not going to going to go into it um, <laughs> yeah. but it's just a little bit wild yeah. so steering clear but no it's hard out there. And I think yeah. the harder, the thing that makes it even harder is people don't think like you do. And people that are damaged or broken, and I hold my hands up and say I am actually guilty of this, um, they, they, they still go on the apps and they swipe and they meet up with people and then end up just breaking hearts. And, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not big headed enough to say I broke people's hearts, but. I definitely made some mistakes, which has upset and hurt women. Um, But if I had the same mindset you did, then like that's that wouldn't have happened. And it's big. Do you know what? Like both you and like the previous guest, obviously. Whilst you've been talking, I work through things. I'm like, actually, no. I look back and realise that yeah, shit, I've fucked up by doing this. Like this is the wrong way of thinking and. It, it's always good to like look back and think but i think for your story is quite a powerful one in terms of everything you've endured but again i go back to it the the you're you don't just think about yourself in the hardest situations like even now you're saying i'm not in a great place but i'm not going to go out there and make that someone else's problem i'm gonna i want to take time to sort this out for myself and then it will work out when it does yeah you know, now this is it. But to be fair, I'd say props to you as well because, like, not a lot of people can actually admit, like, you know, where they've kind of messed up like that, especially when you're in, like, a bad place, you know. Mm. I think it takes a lot to actually acknowledge and be like, you know what, I messed up there, you know, let me fix up and all of this <laughs> stuff. Even like, we're all human, isn't it, yeah. like, at the end of the day? So it's like, you yeah, just have I think... to figure this, this life thing out, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think like part of obviously you you know it from just like even to see it on my social media and stuff, like I've gone on this massive sort of mindfulness journey, if you like. Um yeah. and it's been it's been a lot of like looking inward and it, I've realized so much that I've like things that I've done wrong and things that I shouldn't have done or things that I wanted to do retrospectively, but I've realized again, the most important thing is, is stop looking back because if you look back and you yeah. like, like hyper, are hypercritical of yourself, and this is advice I'll give to you as well. If you look, I, I read a quote the other day and it was basically, um, if you look back, that is where you will find depression because you're living in the past. You're living it and working through a highlight reel of mistakes, bad, bad situations, and it's just not worth it. But if you look too far forwards, that's where anxiety lies because you are 
so focused on what might be and what might not be that you forget to actually enjoy your time in the present. And it kind of led me yeah. to have that thought of don't make your present imperfect, chasing your perfect future. Because all you're going to do is miss out on the opportunities and the things that happen for you right now. Yeah. So, you, deep, yeah, like, just uh, this again, like, you've gone through everything and it's shaped you to who you are right now. And it's taken you yeah. all of these years to get to the place you are now except that what's happened's happened because it's shaped you to who you are but going forwards take it one step at a time and enjoy your time here because again i think i said this last week the only certain thing in life is that it'll be over how yeah. you enjoy your time before then is up to you yeah no you're not wrong man you're not and it's just like it's just honestly like i really try to take the time now to reflect and i think having moved out it gives me the time to do that as well so there's times where i'm just like i'm just in my zone right now and it just reflects and i never really thought about it like that like you know don't think too far back don't think too far ahead. it's like you're you're in the moment what can you do now it's like i'm actually do you know what? i think that's gonna stick with me you've got to think about like you need to balance the seesaw you know mm. one side you're too, looking too far back one side looking too far forwards and it just it'll mess you up it really does um it's a massive thing that got me like looking back it is the thing that got me through i know ironically looking back but it's one of the things that got me through <laughs> like um like the times i was struggling when i was living back with my parents um trying to pick myself up again and and it was i was looking too far back being hypercritical but i'd be like well, what happens if work say I have to move down to Southampton next week? Um, what do I do then? And and obviously life works itself out. And like you were saying, everything happens for a reason. And, and every tiny, tiny step that you take, you take for a reason. And it's just massively, massively sort of coming to show for both of us. Definitely. But next question, and this will be my final question. So don't worry. It's, you can save your voice after. It is. I'm walking uh, in London. Okay. And I see you sat having your, uh, your trademarked apple juice. <laughs> and I come over and join you. We're at your 39. I'm 36. Okay, and I come up to you, and I mean, this is in this is in a scenario that we're not still like mates at this point, just FYI. But I'm coming up to you, and I go, "How's how, how's life? What? I'm going to sit down and order a coffee. Let's have a chat. What's going on? What is your life like at 39?" Um, okay, so I've kind of come to accept that like you can have a plan for life. Things can kind of, life kind of takes its own course. But in an ideal world, I'd hope that, you know, mentally I'm in a much better place. I'm in a better financial situation. You know, hopefully I've got a family at this point. Um, and I think overall just be in a happier place, you know. I think that's just where I would want to be, you know. 
what I'd want to tell you anyway. Um, yeah, okay. I think just being happier, man. Ultimately, just be happier. How do you define your happiness? Um, just being in a position where I know, okay, um, I've worked hard. I'm reaching my goals. You know, um, yeah, I think just achieving my goals, um, learning to kind of deal with when depression hits me because I feel like it's probably something that's not ultimately going to go away. Yeah. Um, you never know. That's the thing. Like, it comes and goes. But I think just, yeah, man, just getting on with life and, yeah, just kicking, man. Okay. Because yeah, a lot of people, when faced with the question, that question, they'll say, oh, I want to be... I want to be famous, I want to be rich, I want to be this, I want to be that. But I think the 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 true, true thing you'll find is none of that stuff really matters. The one thing that matters is that you're in a, in a place that you're content. Yeah, and that exactly. sounds like what you're striving for is, is, to be honest, peace. And peace not just within yourself, but just peace in your environment. Bro, honestly, this is it. Like, literally, like, the fact... I'm so glad you said that, because that is literally... I should have said that, but genuinely, it's just peace of mind. Like, honestly, that is the thing I crave the most, because I feel like my life has just been so chaotic at times. Like, I like peace, man. I like peace of mind. Like, I think, for me, that goes hand-in-hand with happiness. Like, but, yeah, man, I just, I just, like, I'm just chill, man. Like, this is the plan, you know? Yeah, I like it. I like it. I think that it's the final point on your story, um, and then we'll move on to the next section. But I genuinely and do wholeheartedly believe that you have faced some of the hardest trials that a person can go through in isolated, like take each each event, isolated events. They are difficult trials to go through. But you had them in such a short period of time that the fact that you can go, this is why I made such a big point earlier about um, you even like checking in with me, but you, you had it in such a tight, tight window that for you to look back where you are now and go, that happened, it's made me who I am now. Um, yeah, I'm annoyed that it happened to me actually i wouldn't be the version of myself now if i didn't go through them and then it's going to be you know going forwards i'm going to take some of the lessons i've learned and apply them that is all you can ask for after going through such like quite traumatic events because it's a make or break situation really and you've done the right thing and it is not let it get you too much not take it out on yourself because exhibit exhibit a like um when i went through like some serious stuff i did take out myself both both emotionally and physically but what you've done don't take it lightly and i'm saying this to you as as your friend now don't take this don't take what's happened lightly you have achieved so much whilst going through that and then i genuinely genuinely wholeheartedly believe you will have in 10 years time that peace that contentment and i really really hope you do have it thank you man i hope so too man you know like i'm 
like I'm optimistic for it. Like I just know it's it's gonna be hard, but I'm here for it, man. Like yeah. So thank you, man. I do I appreciate that. Like I really do. Like honestly, I'm just like okay, cool. Like let's let's go and get it, man. Let's do it, man. And we'll definitely be scheduling that in. But I think it might be a cider and a beer, if I'm honest. <laughs> I need to beat you in pool, actually. I just realised I didn't win last time. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <That's annoying. laughs> but yeah, no, definitely. And also beat you in pool, man. I'd I, I do that before 10 years. Then, so. It's a life goal, though, right? It's a goals right there. <laughs> oh, this guy. <laughs> it's on the list. It's on the list. It's cool. In today's segment of Storytime with Sam, we have Dagora. Sam. That's right, gather round, everyone. I'm back with another story from Reddit. And before I jump in, I just have to say, Abs, man. Abs, I, uh, I went to the fridge earlier looking for a snack, but I couldn't find you. Honestly... <laughs> I think I'm going to be the third favourite voice on this podcast no, from now on. Stop. <laughs> stop, man. Stop, man. <laughs> I'm so flattered. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, on back of a story from Reddit. Okay. And this one is, um, yeah. It's a little bit, it's a little bit crazy. I'm not going to lie. So I'll give you the title and then we'll, I'll dive in with it. So the title is, am I the asshole for disrespecting my mother-in-law's husband? So what are your initial thoughts? Okay. Um, it, listen, I think sometimes, you know, the cliche, the mother-in-law that hates you and stuff like that. I think, it depends. It yeah. does depend because I know some of rentals are like actual assholes themselves. So it depends. Yeah. It depends on what what was actually like, what actually happened. Like it does depend. So okay, right. I'll dive in. So, am I the asshole for disrespecting my mother-in-law's husband? So that is her husband's or boyfriend's. Uh, well, no, it'll be husband of his actual mother-in-law. So okay. this will be husband's mum's remarried husband okay i'm literally like doing a z shape right now like from her to the husband and up to the mum, and then like it's another remarried yeah got it (laughs) (laughs) so here we go we are currently visiting my husband's mum, who we haven't seen in five years we decided to do a small trip so she can meet the kids and we could all catch up and because we felt slightly bad for not going to our wedding so there's some shade already mother-in-law did warn us ahead of time that her new husband who we had never met has a very hard time with kids so don't take it personally so don't take it personally if he removes himself well he doesn't so much (laughs) Honestly. Right. Well, he doesn't so much remove himself as sulk and compete with the kids. He seems to have a very hard time with sharing mother-in-law's attention. 
I don't like how. So I'm reading this like obviously like word for yeah. word, but I don't like how she keeps saying like my mother-in-law's attention. She just says mother-in-law like it's a title. Like it's just a bit like mm, I've I've already got the ick. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> It's so far already, like, mm-hmm. it's, Okay. Whenever the kids interact with her, he has to rub his head all over her, <laughs> cling to her, keep putting his mouth on her, etc. Mother-in-law seems to feel bad for him and will rub his head like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just so we're clear, like, her husband is a human man, like a grown ass man. Oh, I, this is just all touch of mad. I'm just like, why? Yeah. What? Like, I know. I don't get it. Like insane. the guy. Oh, did you see? Um, this is sort of related, but not. But did you see that video going round of that woman in Hackney? I don't think so. She's walking around on all fours and her man is literally like put a collar around her and walking her oh like a dog. And she's on goodness. all fours yapping. Oh my God. But they're like, they're going, like, you know, like the side streets in Hackney. Yeah. There's like fucking tons of them. They're going down a side street and she saw a traffic cone and actually like stopped at the traffic cone and lifted the No, leg stop. No. No. Yeah. What, why? Uh... <laughs> What the? Oh my goodness! That is all types of mad. Like, just keep that stuff at home, man. Like, listen, if you wouldn't do that, at home. she had a blue, she had a blue collar <laughs> and matching leaves. Oh my goodness! She accessorized. Oh my! You see why I want to get out of London sometimes? Like, it's crazy. Honestly, honestly. <laughs> She was on all fours in like high heels oh and a dress, and he God. was in like he was in like jeans and like some Adidas, white Adidas. It's like Man, it just gets worse. Uh, nah, it, it was too much. But I, I like part of me is like she was hired. You like, think so? You know what I mean? Like she's dressed up for like like in a black dress, like going to a cocktail party, and he's just like on the road. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just not. Yeah. There's no way that what they're dressed for is anything other than weird. Yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like what she was wearing at that point was like the actually, you know, because she's been a dog's important that she's wearing something. But <laughs> when you're on all fours in Hackney, yeah, like anything is possible at that point. I like, you know, <laughs> I I don't even care if they're going to, like, to the hospital or whatever. It's just like, how did you end up in this scenario? <laughs> Why your beautician, the beautician that did your nails must be screwing oh right now. Like it's just so mad. And you know what I think about with scenarios like that? Yeah, it's like, what if you see someone from work and it's like, how do you explain <laughs> that to them? It's just like, like, what is the excuse? Sorry, Dave, I'm on the clock. Sorry, Dave, I'm on the clock. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> I'll see you for a coffee on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 that was the other thing. She was actually yapping as yeah. well. Just actually barking. So when she sees Dave, when she sees Dave from the coffee room, she all she's gonna do is just like yeah. Yeah. That's so mad. No, I didn't see that. Oh my god. 
Mm. Right. We've, we've massively digressed. Yeah, I'll, go back. I'll go back to the actual yeah. story. <laughs> oh. Okay, so, um, yeah, mother-in-law feels bad oh. for him because, like, she's giving attention to the kids, so she rubs his head like a dog. I don't know why. I'm, I'm imagining he's bald, but it, it doesn't really matter for the story, I guess. But, um, okay. She took some time off work to visit us. He has been complaining that he misses her and he's lonely because they work together. Um, and she apologized to him and rubbed his stupid head again. Again, remember, I'm reading this word for word. The kids were being a little loud. And the other day... Hang on, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. The kids were being a little loud the other day and I was trying to get them under control. He was sitting there sulking and mother-in-law asked why he seemed so sad. And he said that he was just lonely. So she had to go cuddle with him and kept being like, oh, it's all right. I find this very childish and off-putting. Today, I was handing out juice boxes to my kids. He was whining to mother-in-law, and I think he didn't think that I could hear him. But he was whining about being snowed in with the kids, and how much he hates having to wear pants. It's like trousers. Mother-in-law was just pesting his head, because I think she legit thinks he's a dog. So I went over and handed him a juice box. He looked at me all confused, and I said, well... The adults are having coffee, so I thought you might like some, I thought you might want some juice. The room was really silent and it was uncomfortable. He asked mother-in-law if he had her blessing to go and dump the juice out in my luggage. She tries to defuse the situation later, but told my husband that I am rude. So Reddit. Am I the arsehole? Alright. You're stunned. Alright, what's your what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts on this? Because I know what I mean. This escalated mad. Like it needs to they need to chill. Like I get this annoying that she so so the guy is absolutely like bitching about like mm. her kids. So if I'm putting myself in her shoes, okay. This guy mm. who is actually no relation, he's just my mother in law's next guy. I am like don't complain. They're not here to see you. They're here to see their grandmother. So stop complaining. Obviously, you can try and take your trousers off around my kids, but you know there's going to be a call to the police. So just, <laughs> I honestly feel, I feel like you escalated, and like it's just a weird way for him to act, and because this is a grown man, and to be married to a mother-in-law of her. And she has multiple, she herself has multiple children. He must be like, if we're, I'm not going to, I'm not assuming anything, but he's going to be like 50s, 60s. Do you know what I mean? He's got to be yeah, an age, yeah. let's be multiple grandkids. So why does he need to like go over to her and be like rubbing his head on her and getting her to pat him and have her attention? It's just weird. Okay. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think she should have. I don't think she should have gone over there and like been like, "Oh, you're acting like a child. Have a juice box." Like, it feels a bit extreme. 
Yeah, no, I think I think I disagree. To be honest, I like and the reason I disagree is this: like, obviously, it's rude for her to do that. Absolutely, but I think this guy just went above and beyond to be like problematic. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm no like big component for petty man. I feel like if people give you reasons to be petty, then I think it's only fair game, you know. And I just, I really don't like the fact that. Because basically, um, the mum, the grandma in this scenario, let's just say, call her the grandma. The grandma yeah. uh, married to the husband. She told her daughter that, yeah, your kids might like upset my husband. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm remembering that. That's literally what she, the basically, grandma said yeah. to her. Yeah, that's out of order, man. I'm sorry. That is just, come on, man. Like, no. <laughs> like what? And especially saying don't take it personally. Like, you're, you're going to take it personally. It's your kids, you know. So, listen, I think it's fair game. Like, you know, there's other ways you could have handled it for sure. But, listen, this guy, he was kind of <laughs> asking for it. Come on. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was. Um, do you want to hear? I'm going to read out one thread, and I think you're going to absolutely love this. So, yeah. come with me on this journey. So, um, I really... Uh, she said... She, she, she said, everyone sucks, but I really, really want to give you a not the arsehole. How weird of him. Does her husband have some sort of mental issue that would cause behaviour like this? Obviously talking about the mother-in-law. And the first reply has hit the nail on the head in the most weird way. So it is, sounds like an infantile kink. He doesn't want to wear pants and he competes with kids for affection. Or he's just weird as fuck. It kind of adds up. It kind of adds oh up. Oh my god, bro! Oh, that's so mad. The An infantile kink. Infantile kink. So, like, do you, do you see like the videos of um of like women uh, putting men in nappies, like grown men in nappies, and like like adult <laughs> diapers, and like getting them to um call them mummy and stuff. Uh, but the guy enjoys it. <laughs> but the guy is like enjoying it. Like the guy's like loving the oh, fact that God. he's been put in diapers and stuff. Um, moving on quickly. So the next reply is, "Oh, ew, you're right. Not kink shaming, but keep it in the bedroom away from the actual kids. If that's the case, shouldn't he have loved his juice box? Oh wait, no. Since mother-in-law didn't give him it. Um." And now we're going to go to a bit more of an extreme part of it, and I'm going to stop it after, like, uh, two comments. Is, um, not going to lie, and this may get taken down for not being very nice, but the mere description of this behaviour makes my lady parts go as dry as dust, and they, they may, may never moisten again. <laughs> The next comment, though, the next comment is writing this made my vagina spontaneously eject from my body. Dry as dust. I know a lady who's got some juice. <laughs> yo, yo, the internet is undefeated. <laughs> that is, is just wild oh my days that is bad you didn't want to shout out to them because <laughs> do you know what? it had to be said man, man. <laughs> this kind of behavior 
It's just too much, man. It's just too much. I didn't like, even say I've said it before as well. It's I never kink shame because do what you want to do. But to the point where you're competing with real life kids to satisfy your kink, come on, <laughs> come on. Yeah, it's. Do you think it? Do you think it's legit a, a kink thing, man? Like. Genuinely. It is. No, 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 it is. It is genuinely yeah. a kink. Like, uh, same with like, the one we were talking about earlier, like with the dog walking, like it's all a kink. Yeah. Um, usually wow. it's like, usually it goes back to like dominating or being dominated. But for a guy to literally need attention like that, it is yeah. definitely an infantile kink because he's, he's complaining about wearing like fucking like trousers. Yeah, so he's obviously is, like usually yeah. rocking like well no it's gonna be briefs isn't it? i was gonna say boxer shorts but no it's definitely gonna be briefs do you know what i mean he, <laughs> he likes he likes the constraint down there like he's waiting for a nappy nah yeah uh do you know i was trying to find like reasons as to why he was acting so insane but yeah i couldn't i couldn't think of it like the pants thing maybe it's like mm. he normally walks around his house like trousers off and stuff yeah. you know and that's dumb anyway, because if you have people over, obviously, you know, be respectful. But yeah, no, it fell apart after that. Like the rest of it was just mad. So, damn, that's just, I don't know what to say. Right? It's just mad. I think she just oh, needs to put him on a naughty step and move on with her life, if I'm honest. But, <laughs> but he might like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I know it's a big joke. Like, I think the kink, like your kinks, yeah, you should keep them. You shouldn't involve other people in your kinks, especially if they don't know about it or they don't want to be in it. Like, you know, yeah. just I think it's unfair to do that. And that's what he's done. And even the woman, like the woman walking, like the dog, I don't know what to call her, but the lady on all fours. Like, <laughs> just sounds mad. Yeah. But yeah, even her, it's like you, you kind of need to keep that to yourself as well, you know. Yeah, and it's, it's it's even weirder. It somehow don't ask me how, but it is. It's even weirder that it's family. Yeah, like it's because you're supposed to be trying to put your best foot forward. You know, you're trying to. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's wild. It's crazy. And all he's done is just crawl into her bad books. It's not good. Yeah, it's like, but that's why part of me thinks like he just doesn't care. Like you know, he don't give a and shit. It, he's there for the money. He's yeah. gonna fuck off in a bit. It's just, uh, 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 man, oh, uh, man. Basically, uh, what we've like... decided is, like, he's found someone that's going to put up with his kink. And yeah. she, as, like, the mother-in-law this is, is trying to diffuse a, has tried to diffuse a situation, or is trying to diffuse a situation where he is acting a certain way, so she can't defend him. But equally, she can't defend what the, her, daughter-in-law is doing in giving him a, a um juice box because number one that's her job but number two it's like in front of everyone it's just disrespectful to him yeah. equally he's being disrespectful to the daughter-in-law and the entire family it's just a bit of a mad situation but i think we're in agreement that that's fucking weird behavior yeah no it's super mad like because, like, think about it, like, let's say, like, real quick, like, if you were the husband of the mum, like, yeah. what advice would you give the mum to, let's say all of this has happened, and then you're, like, I'm the mum chatting to yeah. you, 
and I'm telling like, me everything that's happened. Yeah, my wife like, is, my wife's given like your husband a juice box yeah. and all this. From the but husband like, point of view, what would you say, like? Mum, I was I'm the only person you're supposed to have put a nappy on. What are you doing? <laughs> no, <that's... laughs> don't don't be don't be marrying a man that acts like my children. We're skipping a generation. No, don't do it, Mum. Yeah, oh God. Filed so... for, I expect your divorce papers on my desk by Monday. <laughs> but it's so bad i was just like oh man yeah i would hate to be in that scenario man jeez like because it's like how can you even react with composure it's just it's all mad like like i mean we we know i love drama so i'd love to be a fly on the wall <laughs> and just be like watching it all unfold but if i was involved I wouldn't be able to keep a straight face. I'd be laughing at both sides of this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah, like... You gave him a juice box? What the oh. fuck? <laughs> straight up, though, if I was the husband, I was seeing this unfold, I'd be like, yeah, you give him that juice box, honey. Fucking... What a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, guys, nah, it's, it's all types of mad, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, nah, that's nuts. And that is all we've got time for this week. Abs, once again, thank you so, so, so much for joining us and sharing your story. Everyone, I know it's been a longer podcast and I know it's been a bit of a weird one with Matt dropping it halfway through. But thank you so much for listening. And Abs, is there anything, anything, any last comments you want to say? Yeah, no, I just want to say, like, thank you for having me on, man. Um, yeah, like, it was, it, like, it's something I haven't really done before. Like, I haven't really opened up full about it. So, yeah, thank you for letting me do that, man. And I hope, you know, it can, like, help anyone who's going through a rough patch, you know. You'll be all right, man. No, I appreciate, I appreciate, like, you coming on because it's not easy, obviously, like, for one, just to share your story, but obviously you're going into it because you, you came you've come into this as like a fan of the podcast so it's it's pretty pretty weird i think i try and put myself in your shoes i feel like it'd be a very weird scenario and then to yeah, effectively, no, like... to effectively have to co-host as well like you've done well you've done well oh thank you i'm not gonna lie like i was i was mad nervous like because <laughs> it's weird like obviously like i'm a fan of the podcast like, literally i am like today i was banging it out this week so i'm like oh man i really hope i don't go on i hope i don't say something down so yeah no nah, but honestly i've enjoyed it man like thank you so much honestly man i appreciate it i appreciate yeah, it yeah man if you just like abs can't wait until next week to get your semantics fix you can find us on instagram or tiktok with the same handle which is at semantics you can go to our Facebook page, which is the Sam Antics Podcast, or you can be old-fashioned and send us an email, sammantixpodcast at gmail.com. Abs, once again, thank you so, so much for coming on to the podcast and sharing your story. And for you listeners, I'll chat to you next week with Matt.